This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If you're a fan of pop punk, then you probably were excited to hear the news that Blink-182 was reuniting uh, Mark, Tom, Travis, all back together, going on tour, a global tour, with a stop in Toronto. Tickets for that went on sale yesterday morning. And we had a couple friends. We were in a meeting, a Zoom meeting, actually. And we had people in the meeting who were online trying to buy tickets, Jim. Mm-hmm. Getting very frustrated because, one, everyone was trying to buy tickets. And, two, that Ticketmaster dynamic pricing kicked in. Yeah. So you thought you were getting tickets for one price, and then you got to the checkout, and they were three times the price you thought you were going to pay. Yeah, significantly higher. It's how this is legal, I have no idea. There is no justification behind the surge pricing of these tickets. Yeah, frustrating. And even more frustrating if you paid like a high price, surge price, for Blink-182 tickets yesterday. And then today you hear Taz and Jim on the radio talking about how the band has added a second show to Toronto. Due to popular demand. So does that mean the surge is going to go up? If it's a popular demand, it'll be surging more. Yeah. Do, what, do I get a refund, though? Because now there's more tickets. It's, just, it's such a joke because this is a whole idea. It was started with Uber, surge pricing. There's only a certain amount of Ubers on the road. So if there are a lot of people out, there's more demand. But we know how many tickets they can fill at the uh, Scotiabank place. It's consistent every time. So the fact that they feel like they need to charge people based on the popularity, like they know it's going to sell out. So there's no surge. Yeah. If they know it's going to sell well, out. And they also know that there's going to be a surge of people trying to buy tickets. Day one. When tickets go on sale. Yeah. They used to line up. Did you charge them for sitting in line, you <laughs> jerks? It's like, it's the biggest scam going, and I can't believe it's still happening. Uh, I love how you're mad about everything today. And you know what? This weather is BS, too. It's only <laughs> October 13th. God! No, but ser- like th- these two are unrelated, and I think I'd be equally as mad. And I've been seeing a lot of tweets from people yeah. this morning who are, who are upset, too. And I'm like, they're 100% right. I would be very frustrated if yesterday I paid surge prices for tickets and then found out that another show, and I'm not blaming Blink-182. I am. You know, this is a Ticketmaster thing. I guess Blink could do the, the Pearl Jam thing and boycott Ticketmaster if it's, they wanted to. It's not necessarily Blink, but it's all these bands, and more importantly, the record labels who can, like who run the bands, basically, business-wise, need to step up. I don't know what kind of kickbacks they're getting. What do they get out of this? Because well, it just makes upset get, fans. They get more money. The, the record labels get, don't. Ticketmaster band, does. The band would get more money, for sure. So they get... So they get the cut. The other argument is people are still paying these prices, so why wouldn't you charge as much as you can for tickets if people are going to buy them? Okay, if the sur- if the bands do get kickbacks from the surge pricing, then Blink-182 100% is to blame for this. Yeah. Not 100, 90% to blame, because they're screwing over their own fans. Or the people who are paying the ridiculous prices are the ones to blame. Because no. they're willing to pay $1,000, $800 to see their favorite band. They're just they're just passionate. That's them. Who cares? They could be rich people. They could just have saved up their money to see Blink. I don't know. But Ticketmaster and Blink should take the... And you know what? Blink. Because Ticketmaster will never change. But if we shame Blink-182 enough, maybe it will. <laughs> For the second show, if you want to buy tickets, they go on sale... Don't buy them! October 17th at 10 a.m., Get ready for the surge. I'll be in line. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. This is a fun story out of British Columbia. They got the the ferries, a lot of ferries out there in BC. 
And the RCMP are saying that a man who was banned from BC ferries, they don't say why, but I, I'd assume you got to do something pretty, pretty bad to get banned from the ferry forever. <laughs> Yeah, like your picture up, you know, no longer allowed on this boat. So this guy was banned from the ferry, um, but staff became suspicious after a passenger was spotted seeing, wearing what was obviously a wig along with a scarf and sunglasses (laughs) and speaking in a high-pitched accent (laughs) that was either Australian or British. So I'm guessing this guy who was banned was a guy. And it was, was a guy who's <laughs> trying to dress like an old British or Australian lady yeah. to get on the ferry. Because they would have, if he just had a normal Canadian accent, they would have let him go by. But he had to. He Hello had- there, Governor. <laughs> oh, top of the morning. I've always wanted to ride a BC ferry. <laughs> First time on one of these things. And they got one of those scarves that you can kind of see their face. It's like almost translucent and over their mouth. Oh, here we go. Isn't this going to be an adventure? And then comedy ensues when a horny businessman on the ferry tries to put the moves. <laughs> yeah, he falls. <laughs> like in every comedy movie yes. where, a, where a man dresses up as a woman. Mrs. Doubtfire style. Sure, the one guy I'll fall in love and be like, you're, you're, I've never met a woman like you before. I don't know what it is about you, but... <laughs> oh, your arms are so hairy. That's so unique. That's what I like about you. Oh, stop. Get away from me. <laughs> Oh, bother! (laughs) RCMP uh, say that the passengers known to police refused to cooperate with officers before fleeing the scene on foot, leaving only his wig and mask behind. Oh, wow. A real cartoon. (laughs) The investigation is ongoing. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is pretty worked up talking to him about the Toronto Maple Leafs losing to the Habs last night. Jim Kelly, I feel like you're mad at me for some reason. Why? I just, I don't know. You don't believe me that I would like to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win a Stanley Cup. Biggest lie ever, because nothing makes you happier than when the Leafs lose and you go, I gotta gotta see Devin lose his marbles this morning. It's not true. Yes, it is. Let's go to the phones. Hey, what's going on? Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? Good. As as a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, boy. Here we go, Jim. No, no, not at all. Well, I have a buddy of mine, a bunch of buddies who live out Toronto way. I'm from Hamilton. So there's an unwritten rule when your team loses to the other, we don't phone and antagonize each other. Because, you know, there are at least fans that have been waiting a long time for a win. Was it it getting too heated? Like, were you guys on each other for a while and then you decided just for, like, mental health and for the the benefits of, of your friendship that maybe you should stop ribbing each other when the other's team loses? Well, I, I think my friend came to that conclusion when I told him I was going to strangle him. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't the Leafs fan who had the last straw. It was you. Yeah, oh, definitely. I had the last straw. Come on. My, Montreal's been pretty bad the last few years. Well, what do you think of Jim's statement that uh, Leaf haters are more delusional than Leaf fans now? I don't know. I disagree. Well, no. Do you see a lot of Leafs fans thinking that this year is going to be the year? Like, how many Leafs fans are really saying the Stanley Cup is ours this year? That is the criticism all the time, but I honestly don't hear it personally. Oh, I do. I definitely do. You know when I started hearing it No, you don't. 
<laughs> this is a straw man. They don't exist. I I started hearing this when they picked up Tavares. That was so like three years they ago. They realized, oh yeah, yeah. They said, oh, they had the parade already. No, they had, no, they didn't. Had the parade already they planned? They kind of did. They no, they said this is yeah, good. the year that Montreal so destroyed stupid. them in the playoffs. They definitely. I was hearing a lot of this is our year. No. They had the documentary 100%. crew in the locker room because they thought yep. the Leafs were going to win the Stanley yep. Cup that year. Yep. I, 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 I agree that reality has settled in over the past couple <laughs> years because they've lost. Okay, repeatedly. well, it wasn't, it wasn't the fans who hired a documentary crew to go to it. The organization dumped a bunch of money in the team and said, okay, let's film this, like many teams do in many different years. But I don't hear the fan. Like, I just think it's delusional to say fans are planning the parade like they used to 20 years ago. Hey, I will say when Carey Price came out of the tunnel last night for possibly the last time to uh, to wave to everyone in the Bell Center, that was a pretty cool moment. Did anybody catch the Gallagher interview? No. At, between intermissions, they asked him about Carey Price, and he used Carey Price in past tense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, that Price is done, and you could see it in his face last night. He had uh, a, a little bit of a tear forming, and he was choked up. It, it was a cool moment. I'm sure, even as a Leaf fan, you'd admit that. Jim. No, f that guy. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast on a Thursday. Jim, are you? Uh, you feeling like your your planning for the wedding is coming along at a good pace here? I think so. Because I noticed you sent me a wedding related story that you possibly wanted to talk about. Well, it was just it's something I never heard before. Maybe it's uh something that'll trend up here soon because I just feel like the Brazilians are ahead of the game when it comes to um grooming. <laughs> well, that and, you know, fashion, you know, they're very fashionable people. Pubic mounds? Pubic mounds, you know. <laughs> so my wedding, should I shave it all? No, this is something Definitely from Brazil. Definitely manscape before yeah. the wedding, buddy. No, I gotta, I gotta get all my testosterone on the table. I gotta be as manly as possible, I think. But should I glue my ears behind my, <laughs> the back of my head? <laughs> I actually saw this the other day. It's kind of odd. So a Brazilian bride, uh, she got married, and she went public on Instagram with her beautician about gluing her ears to the back of her neck with a very strong glue. So today's bride asked for her high bun, asked for a high bun, but didn't want her ears to show. So her hair is going to be pulled tight. Sitting yeah. on a nice bun on the top of her head. You wear sometimes, your hair up, your ears are on display. Yeah, and sometimes the stretching of the skin when you pull that hair back makes them stick out even further. So they, I think she was self-conscious about how her ears stuck out to begin with. Yeah. And as, as a guy with no hair, thank God I don't have a couple of car doors open on the side of my head, which some people do, because mm-hmm. I have no options to cover it up. Well, now you do. Three Bond Super 1000 glue is what they use for this <laughs> wedding. And so she showed it off on Instagram. It's got like 20 million views now, but it's just like a small tube. Kind of looks like the super crazy glue. glue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, crazy glue thing. Uh, lathered it to the back of her ears uh, and then stuck it down and held the ears in place. And I guess Martin said the woman has been using this glue for ears, or sorry, for, for her ears for years. So this is something that I think the bride came up with, and that now, since the beautician found out about it, posted it on Instagram, 20 million views, now this may be a common thing. Well, other people in the comments section are saying, I, I, I do the same thing. 
I had no idea that uh, super glue was being used as a ear pinner backer. Yeah, I mean, but wouldn't you notice from behind? Like, I'm sure from the front, maybe it would look good. I have no idea, but from the behind, it would look crazy. That's why it's called crazy glue. <laughs> How do you get it off is my question, because I don't know if you've ever seen like a commercial for that stuff, but you can safety glue a hard hat to a girder and dangle off it with all your weight and it doesn't give. Yeah, but the good thing about the human body is your skin cells eventually die and shed. So one day the ears just... (laughs) (laughs) One will go and the other one will stick. (laughs) Close behind. Well, this is, this is uh, women, men, men could use this as well. I mean, sure. Hey, uh, if you were thinking about getting circumcised, then maybe you uh, <laughs> <laughs> just glue her back for a couple months. Try it on for size. Yeah, take it for a test run. <laughs> see if you prefer it. Yeah, on your wedding night too and say, honey, look what I did <laughs> for you. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? peacock. Time for sports. We've got our sports guy, Devin Peacock, with us. You're a little spicy here, Dev. Why Why are you mad at the world? Uh, I'm not mad at the world. I'm just mad at all the Leaf haters out there who are just uh, immediately driving me nuts. I just want <laughs> why to... Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> I don't hate the Leafs. You don't love the Leafs either. <laughs> you not... do hate the Leafs, Taz. Don't lie. I don't. I do not hate the Leafs. I would love nothing more than the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the Stanley That's Cup. That's a lie, too. You've said that for 10. That's always been a lie. That's I, a cop-out. I want you guys to be happy. I would love to see the Leafs do well. I don't believe you. <laughs> Look at that grin on his face. <laughs> no. Look at I'm that. I'm serious. I would. It's unfortunate that they lost to the Montreal Canadiens last night. It was a brutal loss. I mean, turnovers. I mean, Sheldon Keefe said it after the game. They deserved to lose. They did deserve to lose. Turnovers were brutal. Uh, they should have played better. The Montreal Canadiens are a exciting young team, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are a Stanley Cup contender, and you should be winning that game. Who uh, who else was on you? Name check anybody? I'll name check Nathan, uh, my uh, my best bud out there. Who uh, he's a Red Wings guy. He's right? a Red Wings fan. Immediately talking crap, just like all the other Leaf haters online who have this delusional idea of Leaf fans that we're planning uh, parades that we can't see like the team as it really is. <laughs> like here's the problem with the anti-Leaf fans: your life is so pathetic. No one cares about your team that you have to follow my team <laughs> just to, to you, you, you hate watch my team you know because what? you're because no one cares about your team yeah it's a real social media twitter generation that's going on right now it's like they stand for nothing but they crap on everything yeah you know what i mean it's like who's your team oh i don't really cheer for anybody well then shut the hell up where it's like <laughs> politics oh this sucks this sucks. what do you believe in nothing then shut up you have no ideas. I was happy that the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup last year. It was a nice story for them. You know, I have friends who are Avalanche fans. Like, I can be... See? I can That's be, how I feel about the Leafs. I don't believe no, you. No, but every time they lose, you go, Avalanche <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can find joy in other teams uh, succeeding. Other people can't do that for Leaf fans. And I challenge them all to a fight. Let, let's go. Let's, 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 let's go find a barn and settle this. The, the Brian Burke way. Well, there's another game today, so hopefully, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, hopefully the Leafs are able to beat the Capitals, guys. 
You're, you, you've got your that fingers was from the You pulled that from the bottom of your ass, not your heart, Taz. Stop. See you, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Earlier this week, I was talking about how disappointed I was when I opened up an Oreo cookie and saw that the the amount of stuff they're putting in there is like half what it used to be. Mm-hmm, not good. On the package, it looks like the cream filling goes right to the edge of the cookie. You open up the actual cookie, it's just a little dab. <laughs> How would you describe it? A, not even a dollop, I wouldn't say. Maybe no. a dab. No, like it's, it's clear that they're putting less filling in the cookies to try and save money. Mm-hmm. Shrinkflation, it's called, yet they're still charging us the same for Oreo cookies. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of our listeners, Carl Welch, great guy, very talented musician, he heard me ranting about this, and he was inspired to write a song. Now, Carl, he's got his own studio. He's one of uh, the WAC MCs. You've heard us play their songs on the air before. But he specifically wrote this song based on Taz complaining about the lack of cream filling in Oreos nowadays. And it goes a little something like this. I don't want to get too political with this message. But there's something that's been happening. We all know it. We all need to stand up and fight against this tyranny. That is shrinkage. Mr. Christie, what have you done? My Oreos became a lot less fun, I must say. It's not okay. It's not. I twist them open, only half the cream. Is this a nightmare? Cause it's not a wet dream. It's true. A lot less goo. Like, way less, you know? It's actually, it starts to, starts to piss you off, you know? And you gotta stand up, and you gotta sing it loud and proud. My Oreos! What the hell did they do? Treatflation got another snack, but even the chip bags are only half full. <laughs> I hear if you buy them in the U.S. of A, they're fully loaded with the cream they say, and it's true. Dunner wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> I know there's shrinkage if the pool is cold, but shrinking Oreos, that's pretty been happening for quite a while with our chips, with our cookies. Do you know who wouldn't stand for this? Mr. William Christie, the founder of Mr. Christie's. He's probably rolling in his grave right now! My Oreos! What the hell did they do? Shrinkflation got a hold of you! <laughs> now I got They're actually owned by Nabisco now. My Oreos! What the hell did they do? Treeflation got a hold of you! Now I got a snack on something new. 
So let's fight the power. Technically, I prefer Twizzlers. And I think they're the same size, but I'm not sure. For now. <laughs> I love that he, it's a full-length song there. <laughs> oh, that was an epic journey. Catchy, though. But yeah, and Mr. Christie would be rolling in his grave. 100%. Or if we open his casket, would it only be half full? Hmm. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Thank you, Carl Welch. That's a masterpiece. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, we are willing to help you with your problems or um, give our opinions if you're seeking them. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. So explain to everybody what went down here. Uh, well, me and my family, we moved into a bit of an older farmhouse. And then we moved in in the middle of winter. So we decided to figure out that the doors need to be replaced. So that the following spring, we, uh, we called the company that deals with the government grants and whatnot. And they do basically everything from uh, give you a quote to install. Right. And so we had the sales guy come out and he did his little sales pitch. We sat down. We had our whole family basically around this, me, my wife, and our children, young children. And I'm kind of, uh, he gave his whole sales pitch. We had a coffee. And then uh, now we signed the contract. We were buying two doors. And then the next day he messaged my wife saying, oh, I have to come back to measurements. And then he ended up saying something along the lines of, oh, maybe you should leave your husband for me, like jokingly. Well, well he was it. measuring the doors. Like, you weren't home at the time. Your wife is there. He's measuring for your new doors. And he slides the comment, ha, 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 maybe you should leave your, your husband for me in there. Yeah. And like, it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. No, it was kind of weird, but I was, I was there at that moment, though. I was, okay. I was around. I was... I was in the yard, so to say, um, and she was just kind of like, "Okay, that's really weird." So she didn't whatever, feel threatened that, or something. She, she told you. She told you about it though when it happened. Oh yeah, like as soon as it happened, and then as soon as he left, he texted her something else that was kind of along the same lines. So then we called the company and said, "Hey, we want a new sales rep," and they said, "We'll deal with it." And we didn't hear anything about it. The doors were supposed to come in October. Uh, they didn't end up showing up till February, <laughs> so after winter, basically. And, um, yeah, and then he started texting her again. And then, so he, after the doors were installed, we blocked the lead of the number. That was about it. Um, oh, yeah, another detail was that I, when I messaged, I messaged his number and said, you're going to start dealing with my number now because my wife doesn't, I didn't say my wife doesn't feel comfortable with you, but I'm the one that you're going to deal with now for our sale. Right. And so then, the doors are installed, you've blocked his number, and then yeah. mystery texts start showing up on your wife's phone. Yeah, asking, are you single yet? Are you, you know, and then just like, and I thought it was one of those scams, like, <laughs> everyone sees where it's like, oh, watch my new video, send me credit card information, send me SIN number, you know, like. Yeah. Hot singles in your area. You, you didn't instantly yeah, yeah, connect so, it to the window guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but you, but you said ended up being, February. Finally. He said, oh, it's the window guy. And I was like, okay, that's not, you know, that's too, I don't know, that's too much for me. <laughs> yeah, you sent us a couple pictures, screenshots from your phone. You said the doors and windows were installed in February. This text came October 4th. This is yeah. like half a year later, this guy's barking up the tree. Hey, the window guy, before you moved, are you single yet, he says. Yeah. Yo. 
<laughs> and then your wife responds, no, I'm not single. He responds, sorry, I liked hanging out. Let me know if you want to sometime. Your yeah. wife responds, who is this? And then he says, I'm not getting you in trouble, am I? No. No trouble? Sorry, I know reaching out is unprofessional. Okay. <laughs> There's yeah, admission there of guilt. So if I'm barking up the wrong tree, just let me know. Who is this? It's the window guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Six months? You remember me? Seven months ago <laughs> before you moved. So do you know if this guy still works at this same company? I I tried calling the company about it because I was like, this is like, you know, it's, it's just weird, right? Like, it's not... It's yeah, super You're creepy. handling this better than I would have. I mean, other than sending this to us, I would have been snapping immediately. I, I, when, when, when those messages first came in, she sent me the first screenshot, like, are you still single? And I was like, who, who could that be? And I was like, I instantly, I assumed it was just a scam because I've, I think everyone gets those messages. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things that as soon as I, I don't know, I just, yeah, I don't know. I can't really... <laughs> I don't know. I, and then when we talked to the company about him, they kind of just said, oh, like, uh, we'll, we'll see about it. And then I was like, does he still work there? And they couldn't give me a straight answer on that. So I was like, wow. Hmm. So I don't know if they've had other complaints about him or if he's just. Sounds if, like they're protecting if he, him. If he really fell in love with just your wife or if he falls in love with everyone's wives. Yeah. yeah. Well, no like, offense to your wife. I'm sure she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she is. But, but I mean, how good of a door measurer is this guy that you can't replace him? I mean, I don't know, dude. If I was in your position, I would I would call him back, say I have more windows to replace. He shows up, three of my biggest buddies are there, and I say you got two options. Either we kick your ass right now, or we call your company together and get you fired. Your choice. <laughs> One way or the other. <laughs> See, because it's not assault if you say it's your choice. <laughs> Slam them in the new doors. Don't take my legal advice. Right now, we are trying to solve an issue uh, that one of our listeners is having. Sent us a message about a, an experience with some hired help. They hired a company to put in some windows and doors at their house. The sales guy who came out was a little flirtatious with the guy's wife, made a couple jokes. Hey, you should leave your husband. And then six months after the job was done, his wife was getting text messages from a random number. It turned out to be the window guy asking if she was single yet and trying to get her to hang out with him. A year ago. The guy's really playing the long game. We got some text messages. I had the same issue with my girlfriend and a Rogers tech. Rogers guy got fired. Uh, so it is possible. Uh, another one here says, if they signed a contract with the company, it's a huge breach for him to gain her number for personal use. Probably illegal. Call the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. What do you think this guy should do? Hey, Taz and Jim, you're on the air. What the guy can do is if he wants action from the company, is he can uh, file a workplace harassment complaint. Because that guy's made his home the workplace, and if they don't do anything, he can call the Ministry of Labor, and then they'll do something. That's interesting. Because, yeah, yeah. Cause that an sounds employer... like a very calm, collected way to deal with it, Jim, uh, compared to your suggestion of beating the snot out of him. <laughs> I didn't say beat the snot out of him. I said ask him if he'd like to either get beat up or fired. His choice. <laughs> But that's interesting, too, because that's, that goes around a, an employer who would be covering for him. Right. They, the, the Ministry of Labor will act if the company doesn't. Appreciate the tip. Thank you. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? It's Darren. Darren, you got some thoughts on the, uh, the creepy window and door guy who was texting uh, Buddy's wife there? 
I, I do. I mean, I'm on, on Jim's side. I, I'm a little old school, so I, I'd probably snap on him. But the guy's a predator. I would call that company and just butter them up. You guys did such a great job. I want you back. Do some more work. And then just get that sales guy back. Say, quit your job or you're going to meet Jesus. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, option A or option B? Which is it there, pal? Uh, it, it's just it's mind-numbing that these guys get away with it. Or, yeah, or they think they could. Like you, you wonder, has this ever worked for the guy? Like, What's he thinking? I, I'd like to know if he's married. Yeah, that would be great. Mm. Find out who his wife is and start texting her. Or, or, or call Buddy back and get Buddy's name. Yeah. Or maybe, you know what? Sleep with his mom. Ah! <laughs> or That'll better yet, him. his grandmother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're coming up with some ideas, guys. Forget the Better Business Bureau. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.